0: On today's podcast, we're going to be talking about inflammation and we're going to deep dive into nutrition, stress management, and healthy behaviors that will help to reduce inflammation with my friend, mentor, and health coach, Tanner Scott. We all face challenges, crucibles in life that make us or break us. And our health is often the biggest crucible we will face. This podcast is designed to help you achieve your health goals through simple, strategic, and proven methods. In every episode, we'll learn about how to overcome your health crucibles and live your best life. Hi, everybody. I'm Mary Lee Aitman, coming to you live from the d Studios here in Brentwood, Tennessee for my podcast, Crucible. On today's Crucible, we're going to talk about inflammation, and we're going to deep dive into nutrition, stress management, and healthy behaviors to help curb inflammation. And i can't wait to introduce my guest who is my friend my mentor and my health coach and that's tanner scott he's also an independent certified health coach has been for five years um, he's married to his beautiful wife, Emily, and he has a gorgeous dog, Jojo. I love following on Facebook and on his reels. And he's got a music degree. He lives here in the area um, from Belmont. So let's give a nice warm welcome to the man, the myth, the legend, Tanner Scott. Woo! glad so- <laughs> <So, laughs>
1: Thanks, Mary Lee. I'm so excited to talk to you. I always I love know. getting to chat with you.
0: I agree. And we don't get together near enough. But anyway, I'm so glad you're willing to be on today and giving of your time
1: absolutely very excited about it
0: good well our topic is unfortunately near and dear to your heart i know but we're going to talk about inflammation (laughs) (laughs) and most people don't pay attention to it until it becomes acute but chronic low-grade inflammation attacks our health and it plays a big part in degenerative diseases and aging. The negative effects happen long before this disease state expresses itself. Inflammation is truly the silent enemy. And some of the um, things that you can, (laughs) that inflammation will produce in your body, get ready are high cholesterol, high blood pressure, AFib, stroke, sinus infections, colitis, Crohn's, IBS, dermatitis, rheumatoid arthritis, psoriasis, allergies, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, mood disorders, depression, schizophrenia, macular degeneration, and breast, colon, or pros- prostrate cancers. So if that's not a list to get your attention, then I, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what well, will. I think there are 27 27- <laughs> Of our
1: and that's not even close to comprehensive, I'm sure.
0: Oh, exactly. Exactly. And all of our information today is coming from Dr. A's Habits of Health book that you can get on at OptiView.com or off of Amazon. Um, the main thing we want to avoid is overstimulating our immune system. And that can be done not only by what you eat, but by what you drink as well, obviously. But by what you breathe, what you see, what you feel, what you hear, or what you think. And that was a pretty staggering list for me to, to look through. It's like, wow, okay, I've never thought of any of those other things. I just thought it was food consumption, you know, or alcohol or whatever. Um, but it's also caused by bad habits, a nutrition that's high in sugars or high in fructose corn syrup which is 10 times as addictive as heroin or um, cocaine. And it's literally infused in all of the food that we eat. So healthy food, unhealthy fats, avoiding exercise, neglecting our sleep, and handling stress poorly also all attribute to that um, inflammation. And Tanner, I want you to share your story because that's why I asked you to come on today because your story is really unique and you have Conquered this, and you're such an inspiration to us all. So, start us at the Ugh. beginning.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. As you were reading through that list of things that cause inflammation, I was like, hmm, yep, that one. I had that one. I had that one. There was only one that you said that I don't know that it was necessarily. Um, what I experienced, which is lack of exercise. Cause I was still working yeah. out when I was having my issues with inflammation, right. um, a few years back, but that doesn't actually mean that I was doing the right thing <laughs> to prevent inflammation. Um, but yeah, so my story, um, I will start, I'll try and start as close to the beginning as I can, but, um, for those of you who are watching, you can maybe see a little bit of this, but if you're just listening to the podcast, you have no idea what I look like. So I am six (laughs) foot four. Um, I am, you know, fairly thin. I have played sports my entire life. So I grew up in Denver. That's a place where, you know, activity is just kind of the norm. I went, hiking, mountain biking, camping, snowboarding. Like we just did that stuff. I played sports my whole life. And so as a result of me being a very large human being and being very active all the time, I just could basically eat whatever I wanted and not gain weight. And so I think that's where my story is a little bit different than a lot of people in this country, because, you know, I was, I'm one of those people that other people really like to hate because (laughs) (laughs) I would eat the whole menu of Taco Bell and have no like external effects in terms of like, I didn't look any different at the end of it. Um, However, that doesn't mean that it wasn't impacting my body. And so that's why I really think it's important that we have this conversation because a lot of people look at eating nutritious foods and that kind of stuff from a point of weight loss. And ultimately, you know, weight loss is, you know, that comes with it sometimes. Um, But really what I would love for people to realize is how our food is impacting them in ways that they may not even recognize. And the way that I kind of Mm -hmm. think of it is, you know how sometimes you walk into a room and there's like a, a radiator going or a fan on or something like that. And you don't even really recognize that it's going on until it turns off. And all of a sudden it's like dead silent. Yeah. And you're like, wow, yeah.
0: that thing was loud. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's kind of how a lot of us are with inflammation is like we don't recognize that it's going on until it's gone. And so I didn't mm. think I had any sort of issue until I really had an issue. So um, anyway, back to my story <laughs> a little bit is... I was. This was back in 2016. I was working at a job. Um, I was responsible for a department of about 200 people. Um, mm-hmm. It was at a company that was going through a lot of change in terms of the management and just kind of the culture. And so I was also I, I was really stressed out at the at this particular uh, point. And so I woke up one morning and just had such bad back pain that I couldn't get out of bed for a while. <laughs> and so that was, that's kind of my moment where, you know, all of a sudden I realized something is going on here. Yeah. I have no idea what it is. Um, but I ended up going to a spine doctor and they did some tests, some x-rays. They, they basically looked at me and said, okay, so structurally everything looks okay. But what I think is happening is, um, that you you just have tons of inflammation in your body and it's kind of manifesting as this back pain. So the solution was kind of a typical Western medicine solution of not let's see what's causing this inflammation and fix that. It was here, take this pill. Yeah,
0: here's your. That should
1: fix it. Yeah. Um, and you know, not to say that that's always a terrible thing, but in this particular instance, that lasted for six months. Of every month, I just go back to the same doctor. He'd spend three minutes with me, give me a new prescription, and I'd go on my way. And so I would take a pill every morning, get through my day at work, come home. It would start to wear off. And so I I couldn't do any real physical activity during this time. Um, I'd just sit down on the couch, turn on Netflix. This was before the pandemic. (laughs) I was already just watching Netflix all the time. And how Um,
0: how old were you at this point?
1: Oh, yeah. I was gosh, like 28 years old. So a 28-year-old should not be feeling this way to where I couldn't even, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was, and that was really what happened is after six months of that, I started realizing like, I have to do something different. Um, and I played around with some things during those six months. So at one point, and now looking back, this is kind of humorous to me. At one point I was like, you know what? I've read all this stuff about turmeric. That's what oh. I need to do is just take some turmeric, and then I'll, <laughs> the inflammation will go oh away. Oh my god! Yeah, and tomorrow. Ha- are you familiar, Mary Lee, with the um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh are, yeah, I you- love it. So, yeah. yeah. Now, looking back, I'm like, I feel like that Black Knight where he gets his arm chopped off. It's <laughs> right. like, it's just a flesh wound. I was like, I just got my arm chopped off. And I'm like, hey, excuse me, does anybody have a Band-Aid that I could borrow? <laughs> um, because I wasn't dealing with all of the actual issues that were going on in my life. Right. Um, so six months into this, I found my health coach who really started helping me look at what I was eating um, and really that was just where we started. We just changed what I was eating. And within just a few weeks, my back pain disappeared. I was like, man, that would have been nice six months ago. <laughs> right. But then what's great about it is that really trickled into all of those other things that you were listing. So mm. for example, with sleep, like all of a sudden my back pain's gone while well, I'm sleeping a whole lot better through the night because I'm not waking up super uncomfortable, trying to adjust my position all the time. Uh, and then. Once I started sleeping better, my stress responses started changing. I started being sure. able to really like manage my stress a little bit better. And so it ju- really was just this domino effect of, um, you know, one thing led to turning that fan off to where suddenly I was like, this is what my body's supposed to feel like?
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah.
0: Fabulous. Yeah.
1: That's Yeah, I've exactly.
0: Done. Well, and I, I love your story about Halloween. The day after Halloween. Oh
1: gosh, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So this was in college. That. In college, um, my my friends dubbed November first Tanner Scott Day, and this will give you an idea of how my nutrition was before. Um, the reason was on November first every year, I would go like drive all over town buying up the clearance halloween candy (laughs) so i could get all my favorite stuff i had an entire cupboard in my kitchen dedicated to just candy um i would i'm not even exaggerating i would eat like a pound or more candy at a time uh on a very regular basis i also was drinking wine every single night when i would get home from work um i didn't cook at all really so i was always eating out or you know just doing what's most convenient which is what a lot sure. of people do oh, yeah, you know getting absolutely. frozen things at the grocery store that i just have to like put in the oven and go right. um but you know unfortunately are yeah. not usually super healthy um when you do it that way so
0: exactly well <laughs> and so nutrition was getting you know was getting your body back on point but what are some of the things that you, because you, you had a horrible stressful job. What are some of the stress management issues that you, or techniques, I should say, that helped you, yeah. you know, manage through this stress? Besides,
1: Yeah. No, that's a great question because stress really is such a huge um, deal. And nutrition is one piece of that. Uh, and I think, honestly, just eating more nutritious foods will help you with stress management. Um, but I'll give you, I have a little bit of a list that I can share here of things that I did or things that I would maybe recommend doing. I'll go from like really easy to implement. You can go start doing it right now (laughs) down to things that maybe people who are ready to really like dig in a little bit more can, can do. So, um, the first thing is like I just said, eating really nutrient dense food. So if you're not eating any vegetables, you're missing out on (laughs) some of these anti-inflammatory things. you know, you mentioned healthy fats versus unhealthy fats. So, uh, you know, maybe swapping out some of the more saturated fats with things like extra virgin olive oil or eating fish a little bit more instead of steak, um, that Mm -hmm. has a much higher saturated fat and omega six, like inflammatory fats versus the omega three anti-inflammatory fats. So just changing what you are eating is a huge deal. Um, and that's kind of where, if you don't know where to start with that, and you just think turmeric is <laughs> what to right. do. That's why somebody like <clears throat> like Mary Lee or myself uh, can be helpful is to right. yeah, just be able We've to give a little bit more of, structure. Yeah, mm-hmm. think, give some guidance in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that you don't really need a coach to help you with necessarily is just drinking a lot more water. Uh, yeah. I've also noticed that when people get dehydrated, our bodies start to send these kind of like panic signals <laughs> because yeah. we need water in order to really function. And so, um, just drinking a lot of water, I'd say half your body weight in ounces is a good goal. So if you're not there, that's something you could go right now and start doing, um, that I think would be really helpful. Um, also in regards to nutrition, um, it's not even just what you eat, but it's kind of how you're eating it throughout the day. And that can be a big factor. So if anybody has ever been hangry, which I'm yeah. sure is a hundred percent of people. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, usually what's causing that hangry feeling is um, that your blood sugars are getting low. Yeah. And when your blood sugars get low, guess what your body is going to start craving? sugars, Sugar. or things that are gonna spike it as fast as possible. So you're gonna walk by the break room, see the donuts on the counter, and of course, you're like almost involuntarily gonna be double right. fisting these donuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, at least that was how I, how I operated. Um, oh, I think and that's,
0: everybody, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because it's really hard, like when your body gets to that state where it feels kind of in danger of like your blood sugar is getting way too low, Tana. Right. You're going to
0: pass
1: out. (laughs) Yeah. My, my body and brain are, you know, very, uh, for good reason going to try and get me to find something that's going to help with that. So, uh, and another thing is also, you know, so going back to, I was working out this whole time. So that was the one thing that Mary Lee mentioned Yeah, that I was doing, but, the issue was because I was coupling it with all these bad habits, uh, and unintentional habits, it was not really helping that much because the other problem was I was doing CrossFit five days a week and I would try to eat healthy one day. And what healthy looked like to me was, oh, at lunch, I'm going to order the salad with chicken instead of this like burger and fries or whatever. Mm. And so I'd eat the salad and then wouldn't eat anything for like five or six hours. Of course, my blood sugars are getting low. I'm getting hangry, and so then the next day, uh, my body would really start to like crave the burger and fries at <laughs> like a yeah. whole new level. And I wasn't also getting enough nutrition to actually repair my body. So I was mm. working out every day, Stressing and your when muscles. I would, yeah, yeah, and so I'm mm-hmm. literally tearing my muscles apart. But then all I'm eating is a piece of chicken on lettuce. (laughs) And so my body's starting to go through glycogen storage. And, um, at some point it would be able to tap into body fat if I just kept doing that, but I would get to a point and I would not keep my blood sugar stable to where suddenly, yeah, the same thing. Like nobody brings healthy food to the break room. So (laughs) every time somebody would bring cake or donuts or, you know, whatever, I would go crazy on it. Yeah. So just getting intentional with your nutrition, um, another thing that can be really helpful is don't drink caffeine afternoon. Um, yeah, I think I mean, caffeine, I'm, still good I'm not, that. yeah, I'm Sorry. I'm not gonna make anybody promise never to have coffee again. Cause I know that, <laughs> from experience, that's a bad idea, but Um, drinking excessive amounts of caffeine really like puts us on a heightened state of um kind of anxiety and our Mm -hmm. it puts our bodies through a little bit of extra stress and it really does not improve your sleep. So uh also drinking alcohol shortly before bed is gonna really just tear up your sleep patterns. And so being able to steer clear of those substances as much as possible um later on in the evening and, and whatnot can be helpful. Um the other thing though is and this, now we're starting to get into the deeper stuff, Mary Lee. So okay. <laughs> those are those are Go the easy it. pieces.
0: Yeah, do the but dive. Let's do I it on.
1: one, one of the things that I realized was at this job I was drinking tons of coffee all through the day, way into the evening, mm-hmm. and I would say, you know, caffeine doesn't really affect me. So, it's fine. I could just, you know, do a shot of espresso and go take a nap, um, which was true at the time.
2: Yeah. But I
1: think for people who say that, who are like, nah, I'm going to drink caffeine in the evening, it really doesn't impact me. Uh, I have a feeling there's a reason why you're so tired that caffeine is not <laughs> impacting yeah. your sleep. Um, so, starting to really like pull back and say, okay, so, why why am i able to drink this substance and then immediately go pass out like why am i so tired why am i actually not sleeping that much um or am i really like so stressed out at work that i'm coming home and just like wiped or what's going on there because a lot of times we you know not drinking caffeine afternoon may be just as much of a band-aid as that turmeric pill that I had because there may be much larger things going on that are causing stress right. in people's yeah. lives. So um, it's just about being brutally honest with yourself, figuring yeah. out, you know, what areas of my life am I really loving right now? And what areas are really draining me? And then figuring out that like, you actually have control over that. Um, right. You don't have to necessarily be in that relationship that's been draining you and you've known that has not been the right one for the last six months, but you're afraid to do something about it. You don't have to be in a job that, you know, you've been in for 10 years, so it feels very comfortable, but like things have changed and suddenly you hate going into work in the morning. Um, There are these huge things that if you just change that one, one little piece of your life or one big piece of your life, it could really trickle into just overall your entire life, yeah. being able to like blossom into something new.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and something else that I am a huge proponent of is especially if you're not able to really sort through and untangle that stuff is to find a good therapist. Yeah. Um, because <laughs> it's- man, it yeah. is, its honestly, I didn't think that I needed counseling or therapy. I didn't Mm -hmm. have like a super traumatic upbringing or anything like that, but being able to actually have some help digging into that internal world of what's going on inside. What are, what am I actually feeling? Because I honestly didn't even know what I was feeling for most of my life. Like things would bubble up and I'd get tense in my chest. But I didn't know what that was trying to tell me. <laughs> so having yeah, exactly. somebody be able to like get you through that kind of thing, um, I, in my opinion, is like almost a necessity for every human being <laughs> um, to be really ultimately at your highest self. So. Yeah. Anyway, I'm that's a, that's a, like, a lot. Yeah. I'm sorry that I no, maybe no, gave too many options. No, 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 no All
0: of that, all of that's good. And that leads right into it, you know, healthy habits and healthy behaviors. You know, you talked a lot, of course, um, therapy is going to help. And, uh, you know, I've, I've often wondered if, you know, if that leads to dementia for people that have just stuffed all those mm-hmm. memories away and have not dealt with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I should read up on that more, but, um, it's not good obviously, mm-hmm. but drinking more water, you're right. And just eating vegetables. And that should not be a big deal, you know, for most people. Um, but, or drinking half of their body weight and water. I, I know a lot of people that carry around at least at Kevin's workplace. I think there's 800 people that work there and they'll have like a half a gallon thing. And they know that mm-hmm. they have to get through that, you know, through the day, which is super good. Oh, awesome. But what I know that you do some other things as well, and then I'll share a few of mine. Um, but what are some other healthy behaviors that you've realized? Yeah,
1: yeah. So one other thing that is kind of like an intermediate step for people who are like, right. "Yep, I got the water. That's easy." <laughs> right. okay. uh, not sure if I'm ready to go to therapy, but and I don't um,
0: want. I'll eat a vegetable.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll eat a vegetable here and there. Uh, is I got into meditation a few years ago. Mm. That's been really super helpful as well. Um, so if anybody doesn't know where to start, the app that I use and that I kind of got started on is something called Insight Timer. They have an amazing free version where you can listen mm. to hundreds and hundreds of different guided meditations. Oh, that's um, great! But meditation to me is just really being able to um, get still enough to hear what your body is trying to say or hear what, you know, if yeah. you are a spiritual person, hear what messages God or the universe or whatever is is trying to, <laughs> to get to you. Yeah, and really, exactly. because so many of us, this is again, kind of the same thing of like walking into that room with the fan on. I think so many of us don't realize how active our brains are. Um, yeah. Because we don't try to shut it off because we, once we get quiet, it feels like oh, I should be doing something else. I should mm-hmm. be making Checking progress my phone. on this thing. Check, yeah, I, sh- I need to be doing something at all times. Um, or you have things going on that you're trying to avoid. That might also yeah. be the thing is like you're doing all this stuff and thinking about all these things because there are other thoughts you don't want to sit with. Um, so meditation has been huge for me, and just trying to, um, yeah, get to a point where. The, for honestly, the first time I did it, sitting still and just focusing on like my breath and not thinking mm-hmm. about other things for a minute felt impossible. Yeah. <laughs> and now I'll do, you know, 10, 15 minutes yeah. and it'll be done. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. It's over. It's like, okay.
0: yeah.
1: Totally. Um, I just went on a silent retreat last week.
0: Yeah, sure. Which, that. This is great.
1: This is something I never in a million years thought I would do until very recently, something in my gut was just like, Tanner, I think it's time. You should probably go Mm. give this a shot. So I went up to a monastery for a week um, and there was no speaking while we were there. I put away my phone, didn't have any electronics. And it was incredible that within (laughs) probably two hours, maybe when I finally like, detoxed like, yeah. <laughs> my brain a little bit and wasn't like reaching automatically for my phone when right. I was getting comfortable. Checking like, your
0: iWatch.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. So after I finally settled into it a little bit, um, it was incredible. Like the food we had there was very basic, honestly, but mm-hmm. it tasted incredible mm-hmm. because I was actually focused on how that food tasted. I was actually focused on like, how does this food feel in my mouth while i'm eating it instead of having the tv on and checking my phone and trying to like shovel down food at the same time and all of a sudden you know i fueled my body and even if it was healthy food um i didn't actually experience it and so i think that yeah meditation getting comfortable with being quiet and still is really helpful i also think that uh kind of a digital detox is probably a good idea for most people as well. So I'm going to actually start implementing that um, now that I'm back from that retreat is just set aside, I don't know, maybe a whole day, maybe just an afternoon, but in one way or another, get rid of all technology and just kind of like be present because I think that that presence not only decreases stress, but like improves our enjoyment of what's actually present and here for us.
0: Yeah, I, I'd agree with hundred percent with oh. all of that. And I know just even getting out working, you know, in the yard or working, mm-hmm. you know, around the pool or watering my plants or just walking outside and leaving everything behind, you know, for me, I, I do that intermittently through my day, but it does help reground me, especially mm-hmm. if I'm frustrated, you know, with myself or can't figure out whatever, you know, situation and it helps, mm-hmm. but I know, um, one of the things I love about being with my grandkids is that they laugh all the time Mm, and they laugh over the, you know, we laugh over crazy, stupid things. And it's just, you know, that laughter is such an important, I think, piece as well to keep your mood, you know, enhanced. Um, I also do in my morning, schedule and my morning routine is is to do besides the meditation but to read scripture i've got a devotional and then literally just to read you know scripture and it's such a good uh, for me it grounds me and reminds me that all right this is you know god's in control i don't have to do all this stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know and then i immediately feel like i can take a breath but Mm. i think everybody as well if you know if they just and you talked about mindfulness, you know, earlier, but honestly, if people just made an effort to have a positive mindset, I think, you know, and if they didn't have all this inflammation going on, you know, I think that would help so much with, Mm -hmm. um, depression, you know, I know there, there are people that are genetically geared towards, you know, depression or bipolar or, you know, many, many you know, diseases or whatever. So I'm not saying that that's going to help with everybody, but I know in my own life, it just, you know, looking at the positive and trying to see the glass half full, yeah. you know, and not yeah. always going to that.
1: Uh, I agree half, you know. completely. And I want to make also kind of a, a caveat to that is we're not saying to like ignore Right. negative feelings and that kind of yeah, stuff exactly. because that's usually why people need to go to therapy the doctor.
0: yeah <laughs> or because the doctor. they
1: have <laughs> right or the doctor so they have yeah. all these feelings and things happen and they just ignore them and shove them to the side instead of really letting them kind of like flow through their body and release um and so we're not saying to just like ignore that but yeah just a quick story about kind of what you're talking about when i was at the silent retreat last week <clears throat> I spent probably an hour one day just watching this chipmunk and like a pigeon looking for food. And then all of a sudden there was like this group of other birds that kind of Mm -hmm. came in and a cardinal that was like a real jerk came in and started squawking at all of them. I was like, ah! And all of the birds (laughs) flew off except for this Uh, pigeon that was just like, whatever. I don't care. I'm a pigeon. I'm not (laughs) bothered by you. I'm not smart enough. (laughs) I just literally started uncontrollably laughing at this situation. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I think all of what we're talking about is connected that like, if you yeah. can slow down enough to notice the good things and the humorous things and the things that are yeah. lighthearted um, versus constantly being like, go, 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 trying to avoid all the negative things that are maybe going on on your mind. Uh, it's all connected. So yeah. I do think that um, I agree laughter is so helpful movement just in general if yeah. you're feeling like really stressed out um is good for your nervous system so sometimes mm-hmm. emily and i <laughs> if we're feeling stressed out we'll literally just like start wiggling and it it's true like it it yeah. helps because your body holds on tapping this stuff, your toe so. yeah yeah
0: tapping your knee you know yeah all of that um <clears throat> well i don't i don't have anything else to add do you do you have any closing comments or
1: no, I don't think so. I think that it's just, you know, inflammation is one of those things that I hope people take seriously before they yeah. get to the same point that I did where their body will not function anymore. Um, because like you mentioned, there are so many things that are negatively oh. associated with inflammation. And it's not that inflammation is bad because our body needs inflammation. If we get an injury, if we break our arm, right. we need our body to inflame to that area to that, protect yeah. it. <laughs> exactly. but the problem is we as a society tend to have like a constant inflammation throughout our entire body at this point and so that's really where we need to take a look and say okay where how am i contributing to this because we all have you know we have power in this we have some control over what we can do yeah, um, and we're choices. not helpless <laughs> in all of this. We can all make choices um, every day yeah, just exactly. to get a little bit better. But yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on, Mary. Oh, this you is
0: bet, you bet. Fun
1: as always.
0: <clears throat> you bet, and I appreciate your story. And I, and you are such a vision of hope. And you were when I met you because it's like, wow, I've never, I've never heard that side of a story. You know, and and it wasn't weight loss; it was to gain weight, and that can just be as frustrating as people who can't lose weight, you know, that kind of thing. So thank you so much, Tanner, for being on. And if you want to know more about these topics, you can get a hold of us at cruciblechampions.com or Podcast at Gmail. Or you can reach Tanner at comealivehealthcoaching.com or Coaching at Gmail. So thanks, Tanner, and God bless everybody. And good luck with your inflammation.
1: Thanks so much.
2: This income testimonial is not representative of the average earnings that coaches achieve with OPTAVIA. Only a very small number of coaches will achieve income that is within the range of this testimonial. OPTAVIA makes no guarantee of financial success. Success with OPTAVIA results only from successful sales efforts, which require hard work, diligence, skill, persistence, competence, and leadership. Please see the OPTAVIA income disclosure statement for statistics on actual earnings of coaches. In a clinical study, the group on the optimal weight five-in-one plan lost 10 times more weight than the self-directed group. Average weight loss for clients on the optimal weight five-in-one plan is 12 pounds. References include Dr. A's Habits of Health book by Wayne Scott Anderson, Your Life book by Wayne Scott Anderson, The 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Diethmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner-Klempf. Lifelong transformation, one healthy habit at a time. Optimal weight, five in one plan. Optimal weight, three in three plan. Optivia, the four components of our system. Optivia Coach, the habits of health transformational system, your life book by Dr. Wayne Scott Anderson.